Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on a Wonderful Wednesday. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth. Mm-hmm. On this tremendous, well, it'll be tremendous tomorrow, but it's a wonderful Wednesday today. So we're going to do a do not fear scripture. Thank you, Jesus, and hallelujah. It is from Joshua 1.9, one of our favorites. Yep. Joshua 1.9. Nine, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wow. That is a fabulous promise. It is. On today's call, we're going to discuss seven ways to make the most of what you got. Mm -hmm. And here are seven ways to do that. Number one, use the ability you got. President Franklin, President Theodore Roosevelt once said, do what you can with what you have where you are. You should always start where you are with what you got at the moment. First, you must know that you have, you got the God-given ability to perform at a level you never previously thought possible. Romans 12, 6, 12, 6, Living Bible. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. This empowerment is a gift from the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 1.14, 1.14, Living Bible. Guard well the splendid God-given ability you received as a gift from the Holy Spirit who lives within you. Wow. Second, according to Matthew 25.14, 25.14, each of the three servants were given talents, according, the scripture says, according to their several ability. What you have at the moment is what you can handle. But I believe, and more importantly, God knows you can handle more with just a little more understanding. Remember, start with what you have, where you are, and make the most of it. Third, you may not have the educational or vocational training required for the next position or job you desire. However, don't complain about what you don't have. Use what you do have. Create a plan to get from where you are to where you want to be. And where God wants you to be. That'll work. Number two, good question now, coming at you. What are you doing when the boss isn't looking? Oh, my. Two of the three servants of the parable of the talents did what was necessary to earn interest and double the talents that they were given by the boss. The third servant buried his talent. And went fishing, I suppose, until the boss returned. He was not obviously working or doing anything to improve himself as an effective steward of the talents or the abilities that that the master had entrusted him with. So how many employees go to work every day and do the absolute minimum, just enough to keep them from getting fired? Yet they wonder why they never receive promotions and attribute their lack of advancement to the prejudice of their supervisor or their boss. It's always somebody else's fault, never their own. Yet in reality, their failure is, well, their failure to be promoted is simply because they didn't do what they should have been doing when the boss wasn't looking. Here's a powerful scripture for the workplace, marketplace in every place you live, truthfully. Ecclesiastes 12, 14. Ecclesiastes 12, 14 in the Good News Translation says, God is going to judge everything we do, whether good or bad, even things done in secret. 
If you've agreed to work for a company and purposely don't give them your best effort, then you know what? You're planning evil against them. That's true. And the truth of the matter is you plan evil for yourself. That's it. Number three, maximizing opportunities is a decision. The first two servants in Matthew 25 decided to maximize the opportunities they were given, whereas the third servant didn't. There are defining moments in our careers and lives where we're given, take, or seize the opportunity to change our destiny. I believe the first two servants were very happy to be given the opportunity to prove themselves to their master. They seized the moment and the opportunity that they were given. Galatians 6.10, 6.10, New International Version. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, 5, 15, 16, New International Version. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days were evil. Colossians 4, verses 5. New International Version. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. As unbelievable as it may sound, there are some people who sleep away their God-given opportunities in a bed or even a cubicle. Proverbs 10.5, 10.5, the Living Bible. A wise youth makes hay while the sun shines. But what a shame to see a lad who sleeps away is our opportunity. And you know, every time we don't do something that we really could have done, you know, done a job and done it well, or gotten a job and done it well, truth of the matter is, is that opportunity will never return again. That's the truth. Francis Bacon, the English philosopher, scientist, statesman, and author said, a wise man will make more opportunities than he finds. That's it. Number four, pursue every opportunity with excellence. The first two servants in Matthew 25 were determined to make their master proud and to exhibit a spirit of excellence in the things that they did. God is looking for excellence in our efforts. Even the most seemingly meaningless task should be vigorously pursued. Years ago, I was I had to answer, was made to answer the phone um, along with my regular job. But you know what? I did it with excellence. Yes, you and did. And the Lord, the Lord showed me. I was really in training by the Holy Spirit at that time, barely saved. The Lord showed me how to do an excellent job at being able to communicate. That would be, on many instances, the first impression that a person calling this uh, business, it was actually a college, would be in tune with many times. So that first impression can make the impression on whether they really like the entire college or not. Yes. Just by the way somebody answers the phone. In Matthew 5.16, classic amplified, 5.16 it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble, and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Excellence is one of the character traits that believers are to vigorously pursue. Amen. Number five, never compare your situation 
opportunity with that of others. Nowhere in Matthew 25 do we read where the servant who got two talents complained why he didn't get five like the first servant. The second servant was happy with what he got and proved himself worthy of the trust he was giving him, doubling it for the master. Do you compare yourself with others, fellow employees and or friends, and complain when they receive something you didn't, opportunity or otherwise? Galatians 6, verses 4 and 5. 6, 4 and 5, God's Word translation. Each of you must examine your own actions. Dinging you can be proud of your own accomplishments without comparing yourself to others. Assume your own responsibility. That's a strong scripture. It is. This means that you're accountable for your actions, what you do and don't do. How do you act and react? What you say and don't say. You can't blame anybody else for your actions. You will know that you've done the best job possible. Then there's no need to compare yourself with anybody else. Mm-mm. Number six, don't bury your opportunities. The ser- third servant must have already had a negative attitude. You know that? I agree with that. He, was prob- he, he came across in the scripture as lazy, made excuses, questioned authority, was afraid to do what he was asked, and failed to increase what he'd been given. Then he buried the talent that he was actually given to be able to perform the task. Matthew 25, 18, 25, 18, classic amplified says, but he who had received the one talent went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. <laughs> You're probably saying to yourself right about now that you would never bury the master's talent. But before you go on any further with that thought, think about what you're doing right now. If God has given you ability to do something well, something that you do well and can do meaningful for other people, maybe write meaningful words, maybe to be a leader, and you're not leading, or to teach his word and you're not teaching, or to do a good job and you're not doing a good job, you're missing opportunities, then you know what? You're burying your talent. I mean, we could go on, but the point is as simple as this. If you've been burying your talent, stop it right now. Yes. And bless God with your talent. Your gifts, abilities, and talents or the money are from God. What you do with them is your gift back to him. Wow. Number seven, how they get the promotion with benefits. All three servants were given a test. Two of them passed and were blessed with increased benefits. The third servant failed the test and literally went to hell for it. Not trying to offend your sensitivities, but that's exactly where he ended up, according to the scripture. Someone wants to find hell. It's the day the person you became meets the person you could have become. Wow, that's, repeat that. That's so good. Someone wants to find hell is the day the person you became meets the person you could have become. That's mm. strong. Sadly, like the third servant, there are way too many believers who are placing limitations in their lives, which God would never put on you. That's it. Mark nine twenty <clears throat> excuse me. Mark nine twenty three, God's word translation. Hallelujah. Jesus said as far as possibilities go, everything is possible for the person who believes. Think of that. Now that scripture ignites my faith, stirs my spirit to new levels of expectation, just as it 
There's yours, honey. And hopefully those who are listening to us recognize that everything, everything is possible for those who believe. That's it. That's you. That's me. That's us. There's no limitation to our manifestation. The Message Bible translation of Mark 9.23, 9.23 says, Jesus said, if, no ifs among believers, anything can happen. All things are possible, anything, no matter how illogical to the natural mind, it can happen in your lives as we exercise faith and believe. Mm-mm. That's powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gosh, if you've been blessed by today. Just ask God what seed he'd have you sow. That's it. Do what he says. That's all we ever ask. All we ever ask. And, and uh, until. And as you say. A seed left in the barn will not produce a harvest in the field. That's the truth. (laughs) Till tomorrow morning at 8.30, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. We do. Bye-bye.